0: Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.
1: This is CBS, Eye the World. I'm John Bachelor. The business of America is small business. I welcome Gene Marks. He's the small business columnist for the Guardian newspaper, UK and US edition, our hometown newspaper, the Philadelphia Inquirer. He writes for other distinguished publications, The Hill, Entrepreneur, to name two. We go now to the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute. Who knew this existed? <laughs> However, the merch, <laughs> is, me, John. The merch me. is really cool. It's sort of stuff <laughs> I'm afraid of outside. You know, I trim I trim my my bushes with with battery operated tools not this power stuff but Gene welcome and the Outdoor Power Institute now they say they lobby so they're lobbying for all of the retail organizations is that oh, what well, that's,
2: Yeah I mean that's the that's the, the lobby of the institute but there's a you know an association that's called you know the Outdoor Power Equipment Association, of course, and um they meet once a year, and you know we were together last weekend in Sarasota, Florida, talking about um, their industry and some of the things that are challenging them. Uh, if you're in California, they're challenged by a lot of environmental regulations, right because they all have to move to electric power equipment for a lot of these things so
1: they don't make a lot of noise on saturday morning right <laughs> yeah that's
2: the, that's the intention right right <laughs> so so they're kind of up in arms about that um, there are other uh, people in the room that were nervously watching California, especially those people from Illinois and New York and the usual suspects, because those states themselves are also uh, have been bandying about certain, you know, similar uh, regulations. But other than that, um, you know, the, the, the industry itself has been has been busy. Um, you know, they they've continued to have their demand. They had growth this year. Um, they are you know, dealing with, um, um, like everybody else, a little bit of higher inflation. They their biggest issue is finding people um because uh you know they they sell equipment um but again you know they also do a lot of service work as well for the equipment that they sell and uh so they have you know they have those issues but reporting to you on 2023 at least you know going over last year was it was not a bad year for that industry
1: i'm looking at some of the photographs on the website there's this really cool machine that looks like it's a lawnmower but it also spreads fertilizer i think and then the one that really captures my attention is yeah. the drill through ice. Is this ice fishing or is this Antarctica?
2: Oh, it's like it's for, for Antarctica, actually. It's for, uh, you know, serving and exploration. And, uh, and yeah, the machines are the, the one that does, you're right. It 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 does, you know, lawn cutting and fertilizing. And um, it makes you a mean old fashioned as well at the end of the day. I mean, these things can do everything.
1: A magnificent. Look, that's the Jefferson Monument in the background. So this must be <laughs> cutting the lawn in Washington. Gene, no. I've always wanted this equipment, but I know it would be dangerous for me to be near it. So I, I admire the photographs. Now we go from really cool outdoor equipment to really cool outdoor truck. Peterbilt. Yes. You spoke Peterbilt. with Peterbilt. Where?
2: So Peterbilt had their dealers association meeting in um, Palm Springs. So I was out there for that the same week, and uh, they brought together all of their dealers from all around the country to talk about the uh the trucking industry if you if you recall a couple weeks ago i spoke to a trucking group people that that run trucking companies to move materials around these are these are the people that sell them the trucks um as well as you know uh trucks and equipment that are used in all sorts of uh you know uses in the ag industry and agriculture and farming um but people know peterbilt's a very well-known name like john deere um those people were um you know they, they they had a challenging year um, but, you know, what, what I took away from that meeting, and by the way, most of my conversation there was about technology and AI and how it will impact their industry. But, you know, I got a chance to listen to a little bit about, you know, how Peterbilt was doing. And, you know, they're indicative of a lot of large organizations in the U.S., John. Um, it's a big country, you know. Um, you have some states and some regions that were doing really well and some that were doing less as well. And I saw that at that meeting, you know. Some dealers are reporting really strong years depending on where they were located. Um, or, or what industries they were selling into, um, and others struggled a little bit more. Uh, but again, for the most part, you know, everybody seemed happy. The alcohol was flowing and the food was good.
1: Several weeks ago, when we last spoke, you had been to Mexico to a gathering of truckers. Of trucking, yes, you had reported, which was discordant, you had reported <laughs> that they'd had a year of challenges compared to other parts of the country showing Uh, prosperity energy and a lot of growth especially the consumers have you figured that out gene that discord
2: Well, that discord is still remaining. I mean, it is a, uh, you know, it it remains to be a consumer-driven issue. Um, Getting back to Peterbilt is a perfect example. Uh, Their sales were more challenged when they were selling into the group of companies that buy trucks that transport stuff. And, And as evidenced by that industry, they had their challenges this year. Peterbilt had more success when they were selling trucks and equipment into industries that were putting it to other uses. So, you know, again, it really kind of it really kind of varies. Have we figured out why those truckers had, you know, you know, are are having such a challenging year when we've had economic growth of 3.3 percent? I think the answer is because I've given that a lot of thought is that that economic growth of 3.3 percent last quarter and 5.2 percent in the third quarter, John, really driven by government and services, Ah. you know, and government. And so when you look at when you look at the breakdown of GDP. Um, both government and services do not require the use of trucks like manufacturing does. Uh, you know, so I think that is a big part of it. One other
1: detail on this beautiful site, Peterbilt Dealer Network, they have three models of electric vehicle trucks, 579 mm-hmm. EV, 520 EV, 220 EV. They look like medium-sized trucks, but one is a, a big hauler. There's been a downturn in EV demand by the public. The Wall Street Journal has reported on it. You've reported on it. Did you hear anything about a downturn on vehicle trucks?
2: I don't want to say it's a downturn. It's just less of an interest by commercial organizations um, and their customers in general to buy um, EV trucks. Uh, they tend to be more expensive, and let's you know, let's not forget that uh, that industry has got a you know a challenge because it's long haul stuff, and and it needs to be recharged. Every time you have to stop and charge, it adds complications and and time to a route. So, the, you know, Peterbilt's offering them. If you notice, it's a very small percentage of sure. the all the products that they offer. Um, I kind of feel like it's something they're they're dabbling in, but they, they have definitely seem weaker demand for those types of vehicles than your tried-and-true gas-powered vehicles.
1: Gee, these are pretty trucks. Wow. I mean, <laughs> they sparkle. This 579, the big one, I think that can pull a mountain. I think that's how big it is.
2: All right. I'd love <laughs> go... to see you drive one of them, John.
1: Uh, no, I standing next to one would be the highest risk I would take. <laughs> Uh, but I, I recognize on the road that if you're near a Peterbilt, you're near a good driver. Yes. And they, if if it's bad weather, stay near a Peterbilt because they're going to be the lead on that story. Got People it. Always on the highway. Now we go to one more, and this is really on the ground, Louisiana contractors. Yes. That means that they know right away how the consumer is feeling about the immediate future. What did you learn, Gene?
2: I tell you what i learned john and first of all i once a month i go on to um uh sirius xm the wharton channel and i talk about small business not just similar to what you and i talk about now and uh, they caught me the day after i got back from louisiana and i was on fire because it was that day it was only last week where um the government announced you know uh inflation numbers which were up slightly but still you know had trended down and you know don't worry about inflation don't worry about inflation Well, here's what's going on in Louisiana, John, is particularly in the construction industry. Construction is up about 20% in Louisiana since President Biden took office over the past three years. That's really great news. Half of that is government-related work, the CHIPS Act and, you know, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. But that's great news if you're in the construction business in Louisiana. However, um, I dug down into certain costs uh, that Louisiana construction companies were incurring over the past three years and across the board. From you know, from metals to steel to cement to um bricks to uh you know you know all the types of fabrications that go into building buildings, those costs are up anywhere from fifteen to thirty percent in the past three years, John. Fifteen to thirty percent. And on top of that Um, I looked at hourly workers now Louisiana is a lot different than some other states the hourly wages have only increased about 4% in the past three years, but overall compensation both salary and hourly has gone up about 14% in the past three years. And the reason why I bring that up is because the, um, the people in the room, the contractors, they're, they're, very, they're pulled in two different ways. They're, they're not complaining that there's more work that's out there. You know, they, that, that's great. And if the government's going to spend the money and that gives them, that gives them work, that's the, you know, they're, they're very happy about that. But they, they get frustrated because they don't believe that the government recognizes the fact that although inflation, you know, has been decreasing, it's still increasing, just at a decreasing rate. It's still at that 3 to 4% level. And their costs... Uh, you know, are, are way more than that over the past three years. And I, I do think, John, that that I mean, listen, there's a lot that's going to happen between now and November. But these are like these are construction companies and contractors in Louisiana. You can't get any more part of the country than this. We said the Pledge of Allegiance and did a prayer before the meeting. There are about 300 people in the room. Um, these are people that are struggling because even though construction work has gone up significantly, twenty percent, their costs are are, outpass- are outpacing what they're able to charge, and they're frustrated. So that's what I'm seeing when I was out there. A lot of frustration.
1: Gene, I recall, this is twenty two, twenty one. You had a heads up on inflation in materials, business to business. Remember when you said they were yep. saying Produce ten, twelve percent? It'll pass. Yep. You know it's supply chain and you said no, I'm hearing ninety percent yeah uh, you recall that anecdote I do and are you hearing the same concern now? is that what it sounds like
2: yeah, it's exactly what it is and and the the cost that I just you know, gave to you these are costs uh, again the cost of bricks, the cost of the uh, cement the costs of uh, uh screws and nails the cost of uh, steel um the cost of utilities and freight these are some of the costs that go into the producer price index the producer price index has been increasing at a very low number of late um really like at around two to three percent which is bodes well overall because that's like a leading indicator but in the construction industry uh, you know when you dig into the specific components of the producer price index that impacts that industry the cost there is significantly more um, I don't really dig so far into the thousands of components that go into the producer price index, but it does kind of startle me that it's it's coming in as low as it is right now um, because there are so many other costs that are so much more. Now, again, like I said, costs have been coming down and are more under control over the past year uh, than they've ever been. But I'm looking back three years. I'm looking at, because this is going to be a referendum year on, on President Biden and what I'm seeing is a lot of businesses just dealing with a lot higher producer prices over this three-year period.
1: On the other hand, we do a couple of metrics quickly. Builder, builder sentiment is up. It is. month grain. L.A. Port, yep. the, the level is returning
2: to pre-pandemic levels. It and is. So build, builder sentiment is, is, is definitely up, and that's really um, a great sign for the building industry. And that, again, does not surprise me considering the fact that um, the builders are very busy. Um, So that's good news. And then the same thing with the L.A. ports. Um, I'm going to be talking to another about supply chain stuff soon. And so I've been digging into it. And L.A. ports right now, the traffic coming through the ports, um, are still at pre-pandemic levels. All the stuff that we hear about what's going on in the Red Sea and the Houthis attacking ships and all that, that's impacting Europe more than the U.S. And, you know, the L.A. ports, which accounts for about 40 percent, Of the incoming products into this country, um, they're they're showing they they had a very strong year with with very little backlog. One more detail.
1: Bankruptcies are rising. However, there's been question raised to me for quite some time that bankruptcies are a product of the government subsidies going away. Mm. And that what was artificially delayed was businesses that needed to move on. And have you heard the same thing, Gene?
2: Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm going to be writing about this for Entrepreneur next week. Uh, bankruptcies have, um, have increased. In fact, they were up 43% over last year. But, you know, the initial number wasn't so high, uh, mainly because what you just said, John, a lot of companies are riding out government subsidies and getting along under that. Um, there are a lot of companies. Uh, the, the level of bankruptcies that we're seeing right now, you're seeing the headlines that bankruptcies are up. Oh, my God, that's a problem for the economy. When you look at it over the long period of time, we are still down significantly from, from when bankruptcy levels were pre-pandemic. Uh, It is trending up, but not significantly enough. It's causing me alarm. And I want to write about just not to be alarmed, which I will do. And and also, but for those companies that are in bankruptcy trouble, I'm going to be sharing some advice for small businesses because there's some legislation that's in effect that will help you file for bankruptcy and then get your feet back on the ground to uh, hopefully reorganize yourself.
1: Gene Marks, a small business columnist for The Guardian newspaper, UK and US edition as well as Entrepreneur, as well as The Hill, as well as our hometown newspaper, The Philadelphia Inquirer. When we come back, Gene Marks is going to transform himself into a Jeff Bezos whisperer. This is CBS Eye on the World. I'm John Batchelor. Stay tuned for more of CBS Eye on the World with John Batchelor.